0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Like the guy just said, I am Rick Solom. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line this hour. As we've done now a couple of times, I have a Wisconsin farmer, farm, Farmers Union President, Wisconsin Farmers Union President Darren Vine Rudin on. And uh, he's been in studio the last couple of times, but I think you're, are you riding in a tractor right now, Darren?
1: No, I'm actually in the in the car, but I'm in Redwood Falls, Minnesota, heading towards Westby, Wisconsin.
0: Does uh, does the farmers' union president job ever stop? Like, is this a twenty four seven job, pretty much?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much twenty four seven. But I try to take midnight to six off every day.
0: Midnight to six. Also, you have a farm, so there's that.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, if I yes, if I remember so- right, you have uh, an organic dairy or right you you converted to an organic dairy farm right
1: yeah back in 2007 we converted to an organic dairy farm and we got uh, 50 milk cows and 230 acres that we own
0: okay so first of all with the F- Wisconsin Farmers Union can you just kind of well, i like to just do this uh, all the time and we're going to talk about the farm bill this hour uh, we kind of we kind of pushed that off the the US Congress kind of pushed that off uh, for maybe a year, but we could talk about some of the priorities that the, uh, Wisconsin farmers would like to see on that. Um, also internet, internet, this is a weird one. And when Darren brought it up to me before the show, I was like, Oh yeah, the internet, we talked about the internet yesterday with Lacrosse County administrator, Jane Claycamp a little bit, just the idea that, you know, uh, rural areas don't get internet and who lives in rural areas for farmers. Um, and then I had a couple of things that I, I just like th- want to throw at Darren, including, uh, water so I read I, I watched some documentary about California water and I was like how safe is the water here from just not being a public resource essentially and and where where somebody would own the water and we would have to uh, buy water from that it was a really really kind of a dystopian uh, thing that's happening in the, in California with with uh, a majority of their water so um, but first Darren... Wisconsin farmers union. What, what is it? How many farms do you represent? Do you know this all, all off the top of your head and why do we, Why and, and who isn't part of the farmers union?
1: So yeah. So we're a general farm organization. We have about 2000 members from around the state of Wisconsin and those are family memberships. So that includes the uh,
0: you know, mom and dad
1: and all the kids. And uh, I guess, if you're a member of a cooperative or you have relation to farming, which you know most people do because I think we all eat um can be a member of Wisconsin farmers union
0: oh okay, that's pretty interesting what what kind of what's the benefit to being a member of the farmers union?
1: Well, certainly, as farmers, we discuss different farm issues and and uh, look at uh, not only state but nationally and trying to make sure that the family farm agriculture is high on the priority list of our elected officials to, you know, help keep us in business and make sure that we can not only pass it on to the to our next generation, but if, you know, possibilities are there for new folks to get into agriculture too, we like to always have that opportunity.
0: Is, is the Farmers Union like anything? Uh, if there's legal troubles or just, like, questions or legislation, uh it, it's good to have just like the backing of the Farmers Union because maybe you have maybe you help each other out, even like, well, hey, we need to hire a lawyer for a thing because we're having a dilemma over here.
1: Yeah, we don't have, a per se, a lawyer on hand, per se, but uh, certainly have enough members that have those contacts and know of different people in different parts of the state. So, um, you know, that's one thing I think about our membership is we like to help each other as much as we possibly can
0: what and i maybe i blinked did you, how many farms do you represent or far, i guess we got, would uh, it be farms or farm people
1: <laughs> yeah so we've got 2000 family memberships um some of those are not necessarily farmers uh, we got you know quite a few retired farmers that are members um and we also have some uh, family farm advocates that are also members of ours so um you wanted me to guess on the number of actual farms were probably in that eleven to twelve thousand, or or eleven 1, hundred to twelve hundred farmers.
0: And what about uh, now? Would you say that the Wisconsin Farmers Union is representing? Is there a limit like, hey, your farm's too big, you can't be part of the union? Or I, I don't know, is there a discrepancy there where where what I would call like factory farms aren't part of this, or maybe they don't want to be part of this, or they are part of this? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, so we we do have some members that are in described as CAFOs, uh, concentrated animal feeding operations. Um, most of those are family farm type operations too. So it might be two or three different generations of farmers in that family operation. Okay, and you know, and we you know we could also if folks uh, that were much bigger than that wanted to be members, they certainly could be.
0: 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you go, you want to ask uh Wisconsin Farmers Union President Darren Van Ruden a question, uh, you know, we, we, we can stump him. Let's try to stump him. If you got questions on farming, I have some just goofy ones, just like uh, you know, how do you guys and we've asked this before, like just how do you make money and and uh what do you guys you know, how do you how do you preserve your land and 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 like preserve the soil what do you think about water and and are you worried about stuff like that and then just like the crops themselves like what are we growing and what should we be prioritizing um and then other stuff that's like more physical more real right in the here and now is uh, the farm bill uh, and internet access two things that that we want to talk about here in a minute but we got to take a break we'll be back in a minute All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Darren Von Ruden is the Wisconsin Farmers Union president. Trying to have him on uh, at least around once a month to talk about just the issues that that are happening in the agriculture world, I guess is a good way to, or the farming world. And uh, we just got done talking about kind of what the Wisconsin Farmer Union represents. Um, To me, Darren, is this wrong? Is it like, The Wisconsin's farmers' union is small farms, and it's kind of the you 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 would be fighting for small farms' rights, and that would be pitted against uh, what I like to call factory farms or, or bigger farms. Am I am I totally off there?
1: No, no, you're you're pretty accurate. You know, most of our members are really believe in family farm agriculture is the backbone of the the American agriculture, but also the backbone of the United States of America, because without somebody producing the food, we don't have food to eat, and then the nation wouldn't be very healthy.
0: All right, so the the farm bill in the, in the U.S. House of Representatives, the U.S. Senate, the Congress, essentially, uh, that, that was a talk that we had last month. We were, you know, t- to, the, to the point, too, where your representative in, in the uh, third congressional district or the third U.S. House district wasn't even in the country as maybe you would be hoping that he would be talking to farmers or even uh you know talking to other legislators on on a way to get the farm bill passed but now we've we've essentially we've just we've kicked that can to down the road we're not going to do anything different with the farm bill when you guys have a lot of priorities you'd like to see change in the farm bill
1: yeah you know we're certainly hoping to see some changes and um now we've got another year to talk about it with the extension for one year that was uh passed in the House and Senate, and uh, if the president signed it already, he signed it. I just don't uh, haven't been keeping up on that part of it. But, uh, you know, looking at how do we make sure that farmers are receiving a fair share of the consumer dollar and also making sure that the taxpayer funds that go into ag programs are spent wisely. So, you know, we, we believe that uh, a bunch of our members, anyway, that are dairy farmers would like to see... a more of a, a system that would uh, the supply with the demand and make sure that the consumer still has a high quality product that with enough of it in their in the marketplace too and then just look, looking at some of the other farm programs uh, making sure that the dollars are being uh, spent wisely making sure that we have a system that is um, adequate to keep the the food chain viable and uh, available to all c- consumers.
0: All right, I, I don't. It's a little bit feedbacky, so I I will see we'll see how it goes here, Darren, with you on the road. I know you're driving sure. back. Um, I don't know what that is. I, I I don't have the ability to fix it, but. Um, is it, is it insulting that the, okay. So first of all, the farm bill gets signed a, a, a farm bill gets signed every five years and I don't think they ever signed it on time. And you've been doing this for long enough. Have, have they always kicked the can down the road another year or, and just signed, we'll just do an extension to the farm bill we already have. Uh, so this farm bill that's supposed to be signed every five years is now a six year long farm bill. Yeah, actually the
1: thousand bill was signed on time um, and technically it might have been a year ahead of time because the farm bill before that was signed in 2014 which should have been signed in 2012 and so you know it's uh, but that was the first time in the last 25 or 30 years that it actually was signed within the time frame that it should have been
0: okay so you've, you've experienced this both ways they've, they've signed the bill on time or not all three ways. They have signed the bill a little bit early. And now we've kicked the can down a year down the road, which will be a new Congress. Uh, we're going to go through an election, right? So it'll be a whole different group. And then that group will have to learn about, oh, this is the farm. like We could have more rookie members of Congress back in trying to understand what the farm bill is and how it works and all that, right? like So it's probably not a great idea to kick a a thing that's every five years down the road for a year, right, when it comes to the House of Representatives being reelected every two years?
1: Right, right. Actually, they have to, or in order for it not to be extended again, it should be passed before the election cycle happens. So, this current okay. Congress still needs to deal with it within the time frame. So September 30th of 2024, which is before election day, uh, the Farm Bill needs to be passed, or else they'll have to make another extension, which then would put it into that new Congress.
0: Okay, so uh, so this actually uh, th- this might actually be a good thing. Then, do you think this could be a good thing? Because there, then then maybe farmers out there and and people who are supporting farmers can legislate or, or lobby, I should say, lobby their Congress members to, to say, Hey, we need this in the farm bill. And if you want to get reelected, <laughs> you know, these are the things so like all our, all our house members that are running right now. And, and Tammy Baldwin as well in the U S Senate and whoever's running against her as the Republican, uh, we could, we could bombard them with the farmers, the, the needs of the farmers right now, as they go into, uh, an election.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And that's, You know, that's one of the good things about it being an election year, too, is, you know, hopefully we can get our voices heard and get some of the policies that might have stayed status quo in the Farm Bill, um, you know, a couple months ago, maybe be able to get them changed in the next year and have something that's going to be better for not only agriculture, but the taxpayers of the United States.
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, initially I was I was like, is this insulting that they didn't sign a farm bill? And maybe it is a little bit insulting because you have five years. You know the five-year deadline is coming, so figure it out. But uh, I don't know. I guess it could still be insulting, but this might work to your benefit, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, as farmers, we always believe in getting the work done because Mother Nature tells us when we can't. We can, so we normally try to get things done in a timely manner and, Thing that our elected officials, you know, they got five years to put something in place and get it done. And when they have to extend it because they're not doing their job and getting the, the bill put together, um, it's a little frustrating that we continue to put them, you know, back in office when they're not really getting the job done that they're elected to do.
0: We're speaking with Darren Von Rudin, he's the Wisconsin Farmers Union president. He's on the phone and he's driving across this, uh, not even this state, he's driving across uh, Minnesota to get back home probably because he's got to get up at 6am tomorrow to milk the cows. Um, Darren, when, when you talk about, okay, now we're going into an election year. We have these state represent, or uh, uh, national representatives, house represents, Senate representatives. Uh, we can, we can get, go after them to change some of the things in the farm bill, but we need, I think as a public, we would probably need to understand what those things would be Is there. Can you point to specific things that, people would understand that the farm bill has in it now that needs to be changed? Is there a thing or two?
1: Yeah, well, certainly looking at the dairy industry and how we're continuing to see farms grow in in record sizes, basically. So we're getting away from the 50, 100-cow dairy operators and moving more into the five and 10,000-cow operators or even larger. And so there's less and less people that are owning the production systems that produce the food that we consume and until we change the current system that we have we're just gonna continue to see that process happen and it's not good for our national security to be dependent on fewer and fewer entities to provide the food that we eat on a daily basis. Okay, off the top so Yeah, just looking at, you know, there's been a couple of different dairy programs out there introduced over the years that would would actually do that, supply or balance the supply and demand, and and therefore keeping farmers' prices more reasonable and keeping the consumer prices at a level that is justifiable for them to pay, too. And we just haven't been able to beat the, the big lobby arms within the dairy industry and also the distribution network to be able to get those uh, dollars coming back into the farm communities. What's
0: a what's a good size for a, just like a basic dairy farm like 200 heads? 200 cattle?
1: Well, yeah, you know, with today's technology and equipment, uh, you know, a 250 cow operation should be very viable, but we're starting to see more and more of them are even struggling financially because they can't recoup the prices that they need to cover their costs.
0: Off off the top of my head, when you talk about five thousand and ten thousand uh dairy dairy factories, I guess if you wanna call them, five thousand, ten thousand cows, off the top of my head it it sounds like that would be a, a blight to the environment because of how much just like that's like I, I just like how much land the cows there would need and moving them around. Also they're the You know, they you got to put what they the their waste, right? There, you got to put their waste somewhere. We just and then the the amount of water like, are we protecting the water in that area? Uh, like, what, what, and I could be way off here, but what is what are the big dilemmas with uh, giant like environmentally with those kinds of farms?
1: Well, yeah, you, you mentioned it the waste is the number one issue with the environment on there. Um, when you concentrate that many animals in a small area, and you have to then distribute that out across a land base, Uh, you end up driving 15, 20 miles uh, sometimes in order to be able to get rid of that waste. And, you know, that just opens up another can of worms of possible contamination issues uh, because of possible spills, accidents, you know, accidents happen. So certainly that's there, but the storage units themselves to... Um, be able to take care of six months to seven months of manure because of the winter, having the upper Midwest, uh, certainly are not always spill-proof, too. So, uh, you know, it, it just it makes sense to have more of a distributed mechanism, which the small family farm operations have offered over the decades to, you know, help make sure that our environment is protected.
0: Do you guys have the same dilemmas too? But obviously, if you have 250 head of cattle, you have to do something with the waste too. Is it just more manageable that way, or like what's the difference?
1: Yeah, and you know, and and the largest farms that are managed really well, you know, generally don't have issues with the two. So, you know, we we certainly should be able to accommodate farms of all sizes. But um, you certainly have bad actors at both levels, which causes some issues in different parts of the state.
0: Is it, is it hard to go after those bad actors or even find them because uh, just the, the amount well, of the people yeah. regulating this stuff yeah. have to go farm to farm and figure out? Uh, it just seems like you'd need a lot of detectives.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's one thing, that there isn't dollars within the state budget to actually have a good enforcement program in place to make sure that, you know, the bad actors are, are kept in line. So, uh, you know, right now the DNR... Should probably have three or four, four full time staff members looking into and making sure that nutrient management plans are followed, and they've got less than one full time staff member
0: covering that. 608-785-7914 is the talk at text line. Wisconsin Farmers Union president Darren Brown Ruden uh, joining us this hour. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of a some some would it, would you call it legislation with uh, this pilot project? Is it potential legislation, Darren?
1: Yeah, it's potential legislation that's okay. in committee re-
0: process right now. All right, so it's a potential state re- uh, legislation and um, and then internet access, too. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 is the Talking Text Line. Darren Von Ruden is the Wisconsin Farmers Union president. He is on the phone driving across Minnesota trying to get back home to his. Oh, now I forget. Are you in? Are you in Westby? Yeah, you're in Westby, right, Darren? Yes. And you're West. Uh, all right, Darren, I got a caller. I Don't know what he wants to call and talk about, or who it is, but we're just gonna we're just gonna do this. Uh, caller, who's
1: caller? You're on the air. Who's this? So I grew up farming in Wisconsin, and I've been sick to my stomach every year since I've left the farm, watching what Wisconsin is doing to farmers. And I just have to say this: farming is one of the things where there's no handbook. There's no rules. There's no one coming to help unless you have a good neighbor, and you better know every trade out there if you're going to succeed. So the fact that we have totally dismissed the Wisconsin farmer, uh, let the lobbyists run over the little guy, and we only create farm bills for the major factory farmers is disgusting, and we have ruined wisconsin farming and i don't know i'm probably 30 years too late on this comment but i don't see anybody saving wisconsin farming
0: all right thanks for the call joe uh yeah, yeah darren go ahead if you want to comment on that
1: yeah well i, was gonna say, I totally agree with uh, the caller it's uh it's disgusting what's happening um i i personally hope that we're not too late that it's getting very very close to being that too late process but you know, as as consumers, which really need to step up to the plate here too, and make sure that we keep family farm agriculture in business, uh, need to uh, you know voice their opinions a lot more, and that means getting our elected officials that actually care about family farms and want to keep more businesses in business versus letting the current systems that we have uh, pretty much throughout the whole economy um, destroying them small family businesses that have been the backbone of the country.
0: Do you guys as okay? So some time ago, I can't remember if it was like a decade or not, or longer. Maybe not even that long. That you 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 converted your farm into an organic dairy farm, right?
1: Yeah, it's been fifteen years ago now. Yeah, so okay, obviously, really, you know, really, really did it because the you know number one economics, but number two, the consumer of the organic product really wanted to make sure that the organic farms. Uh, Stayed in business, but also had that economic model that could have multiple farms uh, throughout the, the counties, but making sure that we had more ownership too.
0: When when we have an organic dairy farm, can you have a ten thousand head farm and it be organic?
1: Well, you know the the sad part about that is, yes, there is a couple of them are across the country. the The real question is is are they following the organic standards and the organic rules? And the, folks, the real organic folks don't believe they are because, uh, you know, it's really hard to move 10,000 cows or even 5,000 cows uh, to make sure that they get the pasture requirements that they're supposed to. So, um, you know, the, the biggest issue there, again, is the enforcement process that we talked about a little bit earlier, that there isn't the dollars within state ag departments and state governments to make sure that farms are being um, applicable to the systems that they're in.
0: Uh, We're speaking with Darren Von Rudin, the Wisconsin Farmers Union president. Um, Okay, so we were talking about the farm bill and and some ways that farm bill should help the small farmer. Is it as simple as just, and I don't know, this is national, so I don't know, maybe this is a state thing. Should the state have some regulations where it's like, you can only have 500 head of cattle on a farm, and that would solve a lot of problems with with farming in Wisconsin.
1: That would certainly be a good step in the right direction, and you know, and and the state could do that. But we've got big agriculture lobby in this state that just continues to lobby our state officials on letting uh, farms get bigger and processing uh, partners get bigger and bigger too.
0: Um, if if we do did that, I, I mean, how long of a transition would need to happen? Like, we're going to do that, and it's going to be a slow decrease over the next what, like five years? Because I I don't think we could just go, nope, you can't have ten thousand cattle anymore. You uh, figure it out.
1: Yeah, it would have to be a multi year process like that because certainly looking at how do you make sure that the animals have uh, proper care and proper management. That's something that. Uh, isn't going to happen overnight because we've just, uh, for too long, we've been uh, taking the knowledge out of the rural parts of the state and and moving that to other places. And and so they no longer have that everyday knowledge of feeding the animals and taking care of the animals and growing the crops.
0: All right, so I learned this over the break. While we took a break, I had to ask Darren a couple of questions about the 10,000 head cattle farms or dairy farms. and And so when I was talking about, like, my idea was that at some point these these cows have to go out in the fields and graze and just be outside, and then they come back in and get milked. And you told me over the break that doesn't happen at all. These cows stay indoors, what, what like 90% of the year?
1: Yeah, yeah. And in, in some cases, 100% of the year. If they, um, the setup isn't uh, in a pasture area or don't have land available for pasture, they pretty much are under the roof uh, all their life.
0: All right. So there, so on top of everything else, these, these giant farms there, there's also an animal welfare question here, right? Like the, like the idea that a cow is going to spend its life milk, just producing milk and never getting outside or barely getting outside. Just that, that seems like a, 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 the prior the first priority for me when it comes to, uh, we don't need these giant farms. We should be regulating them.
1: Yep. You know, and it's, It's that animal welfare issue is, you know, how how well they're treated. Um, You know, certainly with technology, some of the largest farms uh, that are out there um, certainly have adapted some of the new um, types of stalls so animals aren't just being, you know, laying on concrete all the time. There's uh, water mattresses and different types of things that help with that process. But, uh, you know, certainly looking at a, a cow is, meant to graze that's how their genetics are so getting out and actually eating the grass off the ground instead of having it fed to you by machines uh, makes seems to make my cows happier
0: (laughs) yeah definitely i i feel like just morally it's 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 the way to go and there's probably a lot of animal welfare questions within farming that that probably need or could be better regulated
1: yes and you know and certainly looking at uh as consumers become more and more aware of um, the types of agriculture that we have, um, we're seeing more and more pressure to make sure that we um, try to bring animals back to their natural forms of um, producing the milk and meat that they they do um, by the natural means that they do, which is pasturing.
0: All right, we're speaking with Wisconsin Farmers Union President Darren Brown Rudin. He's, he, he talked to me a little bit about this before, but I'm not going to be able to know a ton about it, but it's some... Uh, legislation that's—is it actually in committee, Darren? Because sometimes it could get to committee. It's just legislation that never makes it to committee. And it's about a grass feed pilot project uh, within the Department of Agriculture. It would help. Uh, it would help. I, I guess it would help your farm, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Uh, the, our farm would be eligible for it, and it's a pilot program to help farmers uh, get into grass fed agriculture. Um, there's a large Consumer demand for it right now. So, um, the way I and it is in committee right now. I testified this past Tuesday on on the legislation, and um, it's really one of those benchmark programs that gives folks that want to raise their animals um, and whatever type of livestock it is, they have that opportunity. Um, Because right now, there's no federal programs that help um, grass-fed beef or grass grass-fed dairy, grass-fed chickens, um, there's no programs out there for them to help get started, um, and what what that process is when you're looking at um, putting up fences for grazing, uh, getting your water out to the pastures, which means running water lines and having water tanks available, um, that all costs money. And looking at, you know, the dollars needed today just to buy the land, uh, it's really makes it not possible for anybody that's not already in agriculture or has a family member in agriculture.
0: So essentially, if I have a farm, I have a I have a, a kind of an easier time converting to a grass-fed uh, uh, a farm versus somebody that wants to get into farming and there's there's just no opportunity to, to, to raise a farm grass-fed anymore? Or is that my office
1: No. There's possibilities of that. Uh, I think what the intention of the authors of this program really was to help get new farmers started in agriculture, and most likely in that grass fed beef program, or chickens or dairy too.
0: Okay, uh, wh- what's the uh, the hype over grass fed? Is the alternative corn fed?
1: Well, it's uh, the, there's studies out there that have shown that you're the the uh, products that you get from that, whether it's milk or meat, um, there's a lot higher omega-6 in, in that, which is uh, supposed to be a benefit to the human health.
0: Okay, so and, and what's the alternative to grass-fed? Is it corn, or is it something else?
1: Well, yeah. Well, corn or other products, you know, small grains, uh, soybeans, uh, even byproducts of a lot of the you know, distillers... Uh, the ethanol industry byproducts. Uh, some farms have, uh, you know, a ration that might have ten or fifteen different
0: items in it. Okay, yeah, and I keep thinking like cows, and you're you're right. It's 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 not just cows. It's sheep. It's it's sheep. It's chickens. It's it's all the other animals. So they're not, uh, they're not always eating the same thing. But um, all right, so right. and and essentially, this legislation that would help convert or create new farms. It, it, it would be like a $40,000 uh, stipend to, to help, help do this?
1: Yep, yep. Uh, and the, that's one thing that they're still working on in committee is to try to make sure that uh, the dollars are distributed in a fashion that if a farm doesn't continue the operation into year three and four, that all the dollars wouldn't go out. So want to make sure there's some responsibility from the farmers to... Yeah actually fulfill the operation of building it and getting everything in place before they actually receive the money. So there's some protections there for the state government to make sure that the farmers are actually getting into production agriculture.
0: All right. Another thing that uh, I don't know if this is, this is something the County is discussing and the County has hired a consultant to look into rural internet and, and getting internet access to everybody in the County um, and I know Governor Tony Evers has, has been talking quite a bit about this and, and uh, putting out millions of dollars to, to do this statewide. Uh, where are we with, you know, because a lot when you talk about rural people needing the Internet, uh, where are we with uh, farmers and, and needing Internet access? I mean, how big of an issue is this within the Wisconsin Farmers Union?
1: Well, we have one board one board member from northern Wisconsin that uh... – has internet access, but uh, most of the time when we do Zoom calls for board meetings, she's only able to attend by a phone call because she doesn't have enough bandwidth to have the video and the phone going. And then sometimes isn't even able to use the internet. She has to go back to the old landline to be able to be on those calls. So um, you know, it it certainly affects rural areas more, but you're even seeing small communities that don't have high quality internet access. And that's one thing that we've certainly seen with the pandemic and schools not being open. How do you make sure your children are getting a good education? I know, you know, the the school system.
0: Yeah. The irony here too, is like your phone cuts out as you're talking about internet access, (laughs) because part of the internet access (laughs) would be to have good cell phone service. I'd imagine a lot of farmers don't even have that as well, or their cell phone services. I mean, I don't have good cell phone service where I live in Houston, uh, rural Houston County.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, one thing that we see on our farm. We have some valley land, and when you're way over on the one side by the creek, which, uh, you know, when you're on the tractor harvesting or planting crops, you're not in the creek, you're in the field. And if you have an issue with the equipment, some breaks, you uh, you normally have to get over closer to the creek in order to get communication to get somebody to bring a part down to you or come and pick you up so you can get the PC equipment.
0: Flare guns. I think you just utilize flare guns in that. Or maybe, uh, maybe pigeons. What are they? The, the, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, the old, you know, the old walkie-talkies seem to work a lot better on farms.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We got one of those in the studio. Here. Um, all right. So what what do you guys need with the with the state? Like just just the lace of wire? Or do you guys look at like satellite as an internet option?
1: No, you know, I think the the best program that we've seen so far is fiber optic, and um, you know, it's the most expensive. There is some other technologies that certainly will work in some parts of the state, but in western Wisconsin with the hills and valleys, um, you, have, you most of most time you have to be in the line of sight um, for some of that technology to work. So if you if we went to that, we'd have to see towers every mile or every two miles. Right. So, you know, the fiber optic just seems to be the best option. And under President Biden's um, IRA, bill that was passed here a year and a half ago or so. There's uh, quite a bit of money that's coming into rural America to make sure that we have that, uh, not only the middle miles covered, but the last mile covered for fiber and cable to get high quality internet.
0: Do you guys have, you know, when you talk about these farms that don't have access, do they even have a company that they can call and go, hey, any timeline on the ability to get fiber optics out to my farm?
1: There, yes, there is that option. Um, we have certainly seen, uh, in Wisconsin here anyway, the communications cooperatives or the cooperative system has been more readily adaptable to make sure that we get high-quality internet. Uh, for instance, we have that at home, at our home. We've got really good high-quality internet because of learning Communications, but... Uh, and there... ...miles away flies. profiles. Um, if it's cloudy out, they don't get good Internet service, and that really hurts my brother-in-law to communicate with his um, supply mechanisms to make sure he's got the product he needs on the truck the next morning to deliver to the stores he's going to.
0: Yeah, I want to say, I think it's tomorrow. I think Dairyland Power is going to have a, a news conference about Internet access. We'll see, we'll have to see what, what that brings. But, um, all right, Darren, if yep. people want to read and, and try to, like, just understand the farm bill that's now we're kicking the can down a year. So we have, a, a you know, a, a whole year to, to, to lobby our representatives to, you know, where, where can they read about this stuff? How can they, how they, can they better understand what priorities we should see, uh, put into the farm bill?
1: Well, certainly going to most farm organizations, websites, uh, they have their main priorities. And so with farm- <laughs> that, <laughs> we've got those on our website, uh, we do have this uh, uh, dairy revitalization plan that we've been working on for a couple of years to hopefully get, you know, some one of our elected officials to jump on board and become a sponsor of it and try to move it through the House of Representatives and the Senate to, you know, get some some system that's a little bit more equalized within the dairy industry to help make sure we can keep more farmers in business instead of fewer.
0: All right, that's Darren Von Ruden, Wisconsin Farmers Union President. I'm going to let you go, Darren. Thanks so much for spending the hour with us.
1: Thank you much. All right,
0: we're going to take one more quick break. We'll be back after this. All right, i just going to wrap up here. Thanks again to Darren Von Ruden, the the Wisconsin Farmers Union President and uh, Organic Dairy Farmer. Uh, coming up tomorrow, it should be a pretty fun show if you're into city government and what the city government is going to be doing. Uh, Matt Keel and Mackenzie Mandel are, cha- well, Mackenzie Mandel is the chair of the Judiciary and Administration Committee, and Matt Keel is on that committee as well. We're going to preview the JNA committee meeting that happens next week, Tuesday, and heading into uh, two weeks from now, the monthly La Crosse, City of Lacrosse uh, City Council meeting. So we're going to talk about some of the things on that agenda. Pretty interesting stuff, too. Uh, Doing something with the Macy's, possibly, at the mall, value mall, short-term rentals, chicken. There's chicken legislation. We can even keep it like farm-related, right? We could keep that going. Um, And then we might talk about the operating budget a little bit, too, that just passed. Hasn't been signed yet, but it's been passed. So uh, that'll be tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening and texting and calling.